Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of The Tap. I'm your host, author Andrew Hess, and today we have the AEW Rampage Recap. This was actually a pretty good show overall. I actually enjoyed it for the most part, and they actually even took a little bit of the suggestions that I had made, not saying that it was my suggestion specifically that they had taken up, but maybe they heard from other fans citing the same things. Um, but some of the, the notes that, you know, that we've brought up during our show seem to be making some sort of headway when it comes to this. Um, this was just, I really enjoyed, I'd say 80, 85% of the show, the last 15% of it was not a fan of. Uh, we're going to get you to the full rundown in just a minute, but from basically the acclaimed music video until the end of the show, I just was not on board with. I did not like. Um, and we'll get to the whys in just a little bit. It's just, for me, I, I felt like the first 85% of this show was booked solidly. It really showcased the wrestlers and the right way furthered storylines i mean it made sense the ending of the show it still furthered storylines it still partially made sense it just didn't have the right timing um like for instance the acclaimed music video that they did about the gun club challenging them to a dumpster match um that should not have been held off until right before your main event. Maybe middle of the show, uh, maybe a little bit, you know, probably like right after the Ethan Page match, I would, I would probably say, but we'll get into all that in just a minute. Um, we're going to kick off the show with the exact way that Rampage did. Orange Cassidy and the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta, getting the win over Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Um, this really has like really good elements to it. Um, first off, Chris Jericho comparing Chuck Taylor to a modern-day Bobby Eaton, um, I think is fairly, fairly on point. I wouldn't really compare him specifically to Bobby Eaton, but I could see some similarities that Jericho was talking about in ring style and the fact that he doesn't really look like he should be a pro wrestler, but he is. Um, another thing that I liked was uh, Sanjay Dutt was getting into the ring, but he was dressed in a suit and he's taking off his suit and Chris Jericho says, I can't believe it. He, he's taking off that suit. That's a $5,000 suit. And JR turns around and goes, really? Do you really believe that? And Jericho just goes, hey, it's wrestling. Meaning like, hey, you know, it's pro wrestling. You should be, you should believe whatever we tell you. Um, the other thing that I like, you had the, the corny comedy shtick between Orange Cassidy and, uh, and Sanjay Dutt. Orange Cassidy taking off his glasses at one point and putting them on the referee and then doing his little sloth kicks, um, which were fun. But then later on in the match, you had uh, Sanjay Dutt 
come in and uh, he tried to stab Orange Cassidy with a pencil and then he drops the pencil and then he sits there and does the sloth kicks the same way that Orange Cassidy does them. Um, I, I thought that was just kind of funny. And I like actually what Jericho ended up saying. He goes, uh, you know, with the pencil and Sanjay Dutt's uh, hand before. And he goes, uh, he goes, just erase, just erase him off of the, the booking. He goes, just erase him off the, the booking sheet. It was just great commentary by Jericho. It helped make the match even more fun and entertaining. Um, after that match, you had a video recap of FTR and the Briscoes two out of three fall match for the ROH Tag Team Championships that happened at Death Before Dishonor. I like that they were actually including little clips from Death Before Dishonor into the show, uh, kind of still trying to show the connection between ROH and AEW. Um, but like I said, I kind of feel like they need to just take a little bit more time and effort when it comes to ROH. Uh, I feel like right now, the way that ROH is kind of going, it's to help showcase wrestlers that are AEW wrestlers instead of the actual ROH wrestlers and trying to build up a show around it. Um, I think that they need to actually build a show. I've been saying it now for a while, whether it's an internet show or whether it's uh, they actually have TV time for it, I think that they need to build it up a little bit more. Doing the cross shows are fine having ROH and AEW titles defended on AEW Dynamite or you know Rampage or an AEW title being defended on ROH pay-per-views I think it's fine because it's going to help bring the interest in from the fans but in the grand scheme of things you need to have some sort of show for ROH uh, Ethan Page gets the win over Leon Ruffin it was Leon Ruff from NXT uh, this is actually uh, a rematch from Dark Elevation, and I like that they actually showed the little clip from Dark Elevation and that Leon Ruff and almost beat Ethan Page. I wish that they would have given a little bit more time to kind of showcase this, um, why it's impactful. Um, and I would have liked, I would have liked to have done this slightly different on a couple of uh, a couple of ways. First off, the showing that this was a rematch from Dark Elevation, I thought was good because it brings attention to Dark Elevation. It's a storyline that started on Dark Elevation is now moving over to Rampage. Perfect. Love it. Give it a little bit more time, though, to show that recap. Uh, don't make it just like a five-second recap and expect people to be like, oh, wow, okay, I have interest in this. The other thing that I would have liked to have seen is um, the ring psychology of this match. Because Ethan Page was pissed that Leon Ruffin almost beat him on Dark Elevation. And it showed by him taking it to Leon Ruffin right from the bell on this match. Leon Ruffin had a lot to prove. But a ring psychologist would have sat there and said, if I was Ethan Page, I would sit there and purposely piss off Leon Ruffin even more. 
And as soon as Leon Ruffin goes to like try to get mount any kind of offense, especially in the very beginning, he he charges at Ethan Page. Just duck duck out of the ring. Duck out of the ring. Let him come after you. Let him use up his energy. Let him make that fatal mistake in the very beginning of the match. So this way you could start dominating him instead of both of you just kind of going right at each other right away. I think the ring psychology of that would have really made this a little bit better. Um, and I like that they actually had this little storyline from Dark Elevation because I kind of feel like they could have made it where Leon Ruffin almost won again, and Ethan Page gets the up, you know, gets the victory, and then have it where it's back on Dark or Dark Elevation. Leon Ruffin like cutting a promo. Saying he wants one more opportunity, one more match at Ethan Page. <laughs> and kind of have like a one, two, three kid moment where he upsets his opponent. Where one, two, three kid, uh, aka X Pac or Six Pac, whatever you want to call him, uh, back when he was really young in the business, ends up hitting, uh, it was Monday Night Raw, and he's challenging Razor Ramon. And Razor just made. Too many mis like one too many mistakes. Actually, it was like one mistake. Um, and the one two three kid hit a moonsault off the top rope onto Razor Ramon and got a quick one two three. And this kind of furthered a bigger storyline, which really brought the one two three kid. At the time, it was actually the Lightning Kid, but then he became the one two three kid. Um, into stardom, and they they have potential to do this with Leon Ruff. And bringing attention to dark and dark elevation by doing so. Um, so I'm hoping that we actually get a little bit more on dark and dark elevation of this this coming week. Because I think they have good potential here. Moving on, they had... Well, actually, here's actually the perfect part that they should have actually done the... Uh, the acclaimed music video, which I'm going to skip to actually right now, was acclaimed basically making a music video about the ass boys and how they need to take out the trash. And it all led up to the end of the music video where they challenged the ass boys or the gun club to a dumpster match for dynamite this week. It was a very lackluster video. Really didn't kind of sit well with me. I just, I feel like Max Caster could have done better. Um, and because of that, it, it fell flat and it should not have been the prelude to your main event match. Next up, you had Cole Carter's promo. They mentioned him winning on Dark this week. It was his first win on Dark, which I actually did like that they mentioned. Again, that they're, they're implementing Dark and Dark Elevation into the Rampage show, which is good. This is what I was talking about the other day. Uh, Cole Carter gets interrupted as the factory shows up. Uh, QT Marshall makes comments about how um, the last time that they saw Cole Carter, uh, Anthony Ogogo had been uh, had punched nearly a hole in his ribs. Um, and then they said, you know, we did see something special in you back then, but you kind of went with a different crowd for a while. And then you were hanging out with the wrong, uh, the wrong crowd, meaning his time in NXT. Um, and then 
QT Marshall offers the invitation for Cole Carter to join the factory and said, you know what? You don't have to answer me right now. Take some time and sleep on it. In fact, make sure you sleep on it. But he said, make sure to sleep in your own bed, not with the fishes, which is, again, more lines kind of making the little digs at Cole Carter when he was two dimes in the NXT and how they left things with him uh, think, leaving uh, NXT in their comments about him sleeping with the fishes. Uh, next up, they had what I felt like was probably the match of the night was Lee Moriarty getting the win over Matt Seidel. Seidel has been managing Moriarty now for a little while, but you could see that the, the heel turn has really taken effect in this as Lee Moriarty is mocking Matt Seidel with the peace sign uh, before the match with the big grin on his face. Um, they do shake hands at the start of the match, but Lee, uh, but Lee Moriarty holds on and then does like kind of like a shoulder tackle type of thing to put to put Matt Seidel down right away. Uh, great match overall between these two men. Moriarty is starting to really look like he belongs in AEW. Uh, Stokely Hathaway comes out and distracts Matt Seidel twice, uh, which gives Lee um, the win. Lee was able to go ahead and capitalize on the distraction. Hits his finisher, but Seidel kicks out and then locks him in kind of like a modified crossface uh, for Lee Moriarty to get the win. After the match, Stokely hands uh, Lee Moriarty his card, and this time he takes it. We had a Britt Baker Rebel promo uh, going on about the match with uh, her and Jamie Hayter taking on Thunderstorm this coming uh, Wednesday on Dynamite. With Claudio Castagnoli come out to cut his promo as the new ROH World Champion, which again, I like that they're bringing the ROH titles onto, uh, onto Brampage and Dynamite. I like that they're incorporating it. Again, I just feel like that they need to have a TV show. Uh, he eventually brings out Yuta Wheeler to congratulate him on uh, maintain, retaining the ROH Pure Championship, which as soon as Yuta grabs the microphone, Jericho interrupts. Um, basically, they just kind of keep going back and forth a little bit. And Yuta Wheeler can, gets Jericho to not only demand a match against Yuta Wheeler, but he's specifies that if Yuta Wheeler can beat Chris Jericho, then Jericho's title shot that he has in three weeks' time will go to Yuta Wheeler instead of Jericho challenging Moxley. Then you have your then you have the acclaimed music video where in the actual place that it was. And then right before your main event you had Anna Jay and Ruby uh, Ruby Soho cutting a promo against each other. I feel like Anna Jay just does not have the promo skills. I mean, I mean, she looked like a spoiled brat who's who's incapable of cutting any kind of promo. Like she's a good wrestler. I mean, she's only had two years' experience, really. But I mean, she's a good wrestler. But she kind of reminds me of like Velvet Sky when Velvet Sky was like in a huff about things back in Impact Wrestling, but when Velvet Sky was still brand new. Like when it comes to the promo, not with the wrestling piece. With the wrestling piece, I feel like Anna, Anna Jay is on point. Um, 
she actually uses some good ring psychology and some good heel tech tactics at the end of the match because she kept going for the queen slayer and ruby soho kept finding ways to uh get out of it and then anna jay takes off uh her gauntlet that she has throws it down on the ring like in the ring uh referee aubrey winds up taking them out of the ring and as she does uh anna jay was able to grab the cast that ruby soho had and pulled it against Ruby's throat while she has the Queen Slayer uh, choke on her. Ruby Soho taps out, and before the referee could see anything, Anna Jay gets rid of the cast before anyone could see it. And this ends up this ends the show. It wasn't really it was an anticlimactic main event match compared to the rest of the show. I, I was very disappointed. I feel like you should have had more of some sort of way of like cheating to have to have the victory or some sort of run-ins happen or i mean you could have had like ty conti at ringside who helps anna jay get the win and then all of a sudden here comes uh ortiz and eddie kingston coming out and attacking jericho who's on commentary to like and and to end the show and then have members of the JAS kind of like help Jericho escape like something along those lines because that would have made the end of the end of Rampage a little bit better at the very least to make it understandable that this was the main event match but this there's nothing on this that made this feel like it was worthy of being a main event match the match itself wasn't even main event worthy um, this should have been in the spot that really Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel had because this match should have gone there. Your Lee Moriarty-Matt Seidel match could have either been your opening match or your main event. And the same thing when it comes to the trios match with Best Friends Orange Cassidy versus Sanjay, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. They're, they're interchangeable as the opening and the main event matches, in my opinion. Um, hopefully we get a little bit of a better show next week. Um, I know that they are touting a whole ton of matches for dynamite. They are coming up with battle of the belts three coming up soon as well. Um, so there's a lot with AEW that's coming on down the pipe. So we're going to continue monitoring everything that is going to be it for the show. Tune in next time until then I am author Andrew Hess, and this has been the tap.